You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. What's up, Dub Nation? Brady Klopfer here with Golden State of Mind. The Warriors just played the Clippers. It's Wednesday, November 23rd. This was one of the Warriors' best performances of the year. Uh, They were dealt a little bit of an easy hand, returning home and facing an L.A. team that didn't have Kawhi Leonard or Paul George, uh, in addition to Luke Kennard, who was out. So really a game that the Warriors were definitely expected to win and heavily favored to win. And they did what you should do in those situations. They, They really took care of business. They won 124 to 107. It was not that close. Um, it was a 30, I believe, a 31 point lead when the Warriors turned things over to the garbage time unit, something like that. It was in the 30s. Um, so, really, just kind of a dominant win. And really, all of that dominance occurred in the third quarter which is when they did the bulk of their damage. Um, They only led by three points after the first quarter. They were outscored by three points in the third quarter. Um, And then they put things away early in the fourth quarter before handing it over to uh, the rookies and and other young players who hadn't played a lot. And that's when the score got a little bit tighter. Uh, But a really good performance overall. The, The biggest story from the game, I think, is... You know, obviously the Warriors have been trying and struggling to find a way to get the bench unit going. And they tried something tonight by sticking Draymond Green with the bench unit for a big chunk of minutes. Andrew Wiggins was in there for a decent amount of them as well. Uh, and it really, it really helped. It, it grounded things. It, it added some playmaking. Um, but most importantly, Draymond's defense with the second unit was huge. Uh, the Warriors gave the second unit a small lead, and the second unit turned it into a big lead. Uh, they were really, it was really exceptional. Um, and, you know, credit to, to Draymond for anchoring a strong defensive lineup, even with not necessarily the strongest defensive players. And credit to Steve Kerr for making some changes here to to put players in better positions to succeed. And I've I've kind of said all year that I think J. Michael Green is a player who can come off the bench and look really good if you put him in good lineups, and he'll look pretty bad most of the times that you put him in bad lineups. And I th- I thought that was kind of exemplified today that the Warriors put him in a better position. Um, putting him out there with some starters, a more cohesive unit. Uh, and he did a really good job. He filled in for Kevon Looney, who struggled with fouls this game. Looney had five fouls in just 17 minutes. Um, and and Green, I thought, stepped up, played played decently when he had to fill in for Looney, but also did a good job of turning it into a small ball game. He had six rebounds in 12 minutes. He brought a lot of energy. He's been doing such a good job lately of cutting to the rim. 
getting easy looks and just keeping the offensive system flowing because the Warriors' offense is so reliant on off-ball movement and it doesn't need to be players who are catching the ball. It doesn't need to be guards springing to the three-point line for shots or wings cutting to the basket and getting the the pass. It just needs to be that movement that forces the defense to adjust a little bit, doesn't let the defense reset and get into position. Um, and so J. Michael Green was rewarded a few times. Um, he had five points on those five shots, so not you know a great scoring night by any stretch of the imagination. But I, I think just the amount that he cuts to the rim that keeps the offense in motion, keeps the wheels turning, uh, is very beneficial to the second unit. Dante DiVincenzo, same thing. He had maybe his best game as a Warrior. Six points on three shots, made made two threes, one of them very deep. Um, five rebounds in just 17 minutes. It, he's starting to get a little more, bit more comfortable putting his athleticism on display, which is great because the Warriors very much need that. Uh, I continue to be very impressed by his passing. Um, I, I was expecting that. You know, he's a decent playmaker, but um, one thing that he's really good at is once he gets past that initial line of defense, he kind of explodes to the rim and then finds someone to pass the ball to. I would love to see him try to finish a little bit more. We haven't really seen him even try very often. And sometimes he's forced passes because he's looking more to pass instead of shoot. Turnovers have been an issue for him this year. He had none in this game, which was great. But once he gets past that initial line of defense and is moving north-south, his playmaking really gets put on display. He does a great job hitting shooters on the wings, but more importantly, hitting cutters trailing the play. Uh, and and it's a lot of fun to watch. He only had one assist in this game, but a few really nice passes, and I think his energy is really playing well with the second unit. Jonathan Kaminga was also in the second unit. Um, Moses Moody was not. Um, he did not play until garbage time. Not entirely sure why he's not playing right now, um, but Kaminga was in that lineup, and minor improvements on offense. He's still having the same issues of uh, shooting threes that he probably shouldn't be taking. When he does put the ball on the floor, it's usually in a straight line into traffic, not necessarily good decisions or or um, moves with finesse or anything like that. But there were minor improvements on that end, but it's still, I think, a pretty big issue for him. But I thought his defense was quite good in this game, and it, it was the second straight game that that was the case. I thought he played really good defense against Zion Williamson in the Warriors' blowout loss on, on Monday. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. 
For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. We're, we're seeing some improvements from him on that end of the court, and I think that's really important. Uh, and, and the other bench player who was in the rotation, other than Jordan Poole, who I'll get to in a minute, uh, was Anthony Lamb, who was excellent in this game. Um, I had some questions about whether Lamb would stay in the rotation. He'd had a few clunkers, and he just did everything the Warriors wanted from him. He moved without the ball. He moved the ball. He crashed the glass, seven rebounds in, in 21 minutes. Um, he shot well, made his only three-point attempt, shot three for four from the field, brought energy, played good defense. It was just a, a great, great game from him. I, I think he he really showed why Steve Kerr trusts him and why he's in the the rotation right now. Awful game for Jordan Poole. Again, struggling with his shot. He missed all eight of his three-pointers. Shot three for 15 from the field. A little bit of, you know, looking like his rookie year self. That said, I thought he did a good job of not forcing the issue. He, those 15 shots, they were almost all good. Um, he, he wasn't making them, but I don't think they were particularly bad shots. He did have five assists, just two turnovers. Yeah, it, it was not a good game from him. The Warriors are paying him to score, and, and he's not doing that on most nights, but um, there were still some good elements. But as has been the case for most of the year, the stars of this game, or the star of this game, was the starting lineup. Uh, the starting lineup was excellent. Once again, Draymond had just typical Draymond performance. Nine points, didn't miss a shot, seven rebounds, 12 assists. His playmaking is, it might be, I tweeted during the game that Steph Curry's passing is the best that it's been in his career, which I really think it is. Draymond Green might be there as well. Um, his his passing right now is just otherworldly, and it is so, so, so much fun to watch. Clay Thompson got out to a hot start. He had 15 points, just missed one shot in the first quarter, um, and that kept the Warriors afloat. They were only up by three at the end of the first quarter um, because it took their defense a little while to get going, and credit to the Clippers, they were making some difficult shots. But the offense was flowing, and, and Clay was a huge part of that. He he really was kind of the offense in the first quarter for a while there. And I think the encouraging thing was after that first quarter, he just kind of stopped shooting. He took a few more shots, but um, he he kind of chilled out. And I think that's a good thing. Not not that he should be looking to chill out, but shot selection has obviously been an, a hot topic and an issue with him forcing things earlier in the season. And I think for him to have an explosive first quarter and then not be forcing the issue later on in the game, that, that's not anything that was in character earlier in the season. If, if I had told you at the beginning of the year that Clay was going to have a game where he scored 15 first quarter points and only ended up taking 10 shots the whole game, you would have assumed he got injured because it, it just doesn't make sense. But... Um, you know, the the Clippers adjusted, started focusing on him a little bit more on defense, and he started deferring to Steph Curry and Andrew Wiggins, who was sensational in this game. Just a, a dynamic performance from Wiggins. 12 for 18 shooting, 6 for 10 on threes, 31 points. That was a season high. A game high plus 28. Four rebounds, two assists, three steals, one block. His offense was just what the Warriors needed it to be. He made open shots. 
he did not hold on to the ball, did not stagnate, did not do that thing that I know I've been pretty critical of him for doing where he kind of catches, lets the defense reset, and then does something. Um, he was quick. He was decisive with and without the ball. A lot of cutting, a lot of getting down the court in transition. He got a lot of easy buckets off of passes from Curry and Draymond. And I don't say that to discredit Wiggins. That's that's not me saying they were easy because Green and Curry set them up for him. That's him working with his teammates, developing chemistry, hustling and working within the confines of the Warriors' offensive system to get easy looks. And we've seen this so many times with good players and with players who understand the system. There are so many easy shots to be had if you're willing to follow the flow of the offense, to keep the ball moving, and to cut. And we've seen it whether it's, you know, a a lower scoring player like Gary Payton the second last year who, you know, two or three times every game it seemed like he got a wide open dunk or a wide open shot because he was just moving and flowing in the system. Or we see it with a high volume superstar like Curry, what he's willing to do off ball, some dirtier things, not dirty as in, you know, playing dirty, but dirty as in doing the dirty work moving nonstop, getting open looks eventually. Um, and Wiggins really embraced that in this game. Um, and when you, when you look at his athleticism and his size and the fact that he can draw you out to the three-point line and make you pay, he's having a great season shooting. Um, he's really a prototype for, for what you can do if you buy into the system because when he when he does fully engage with it the way he did in this game he gets so many easy looks and again i say easy as a compliment to him not at all to discredit them that is that is a compliment you earn easy looks and he earned those easy looks in this game Uh, i i just thought it was a masterful performance um steph curry kind of said it all in his his post game interview um, you know, while they're still on the court, because it was a nationally televised game, uh, the interview was with he, him and with Wiggins, and he was asked if he thought that Wiggins should be an all-star this year, and he made he made a face as though he had been asked if Bugs Bunny likes carrots. It was, it said it all. Um, and after that, that performance by Andrew Wiggins, who's to say otherwise? Um I don't know if he will be an all-star. It is just a stacked Western Conference. He's going to have a lot of competition, including from his teammate in Draymond Green. And certainly the Warriors are going to need to improve on their record. They're they're now one game below 500. Um, You know, if they're still a team that's struggling to get to 500 when all-star voting rolls around, which is, you know, not for another almost two months now. Um, then Steph Curry's probably going to be their only all-star. But if they turn it on the way that we've seen them turn it on, the way that they have been at home where they're 8-1, and one, uh, Andrew Wiggins is, is certainly looking like a guy who could be in the all-star game for the second straight season. Great performance by him. Great performance by the team. Good stuff all around for the Warriors. Um, they'll be back in action 
on Friday night, staying home playing the surprisingly elite Utah Jazz. So that'll be a fun one. Uh, that game's at 7 p.m. We hope you watch it with us. Tune into the post-game podcast. Check out all of our stuff at goldenstateofmind.com. We'll see if the Dubs can get back to 500.